couch potatoes welcome back to a very special episode of rabbit ears i say very special because i have a first time guest and a favorite guest returning um we have sean the velvet drizzle joining us hey sean what is up and then we have longtime friend of the show mr nick i don't know why i didn't say your last name probably because i forgot it for a second because i get nervous when i record my own podcast nick haskins there it is Eggs, bacon, and toast. <laughs> Eggs, bacon, and toast. Why don't you start, start your, your day? The, the girl gets away with eggs, bacon, and, and toast. <laughs> Hi. That is unrehearsed, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for having me back, Ashley. You know I love your beautiful face. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, I'm glad you're here. So, like, today we are talking about Parks and Rec, which, interesting side note for anybody who has listened to the show from the beginning, which I don't think that anybody, I don't know. Anyways, so I, it was my second episode that I ever recorded when I started this podcast, back when I had two permanent co-hosts that decided not to watch all of the show, so they didn't come back after this episode. But when I came back Womp. and re-uploaded all my old episodes, a few episodes got lost in the mix, and this is one of them. So we get to redo it, and I get to make it better than it was the first time. Woo woo. I am here for it 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, as our friend Perd Happily would say, let's begin the show by starting it. So, Sean, this is your first time on. Tell us a couple of. <laughs> I made that as a note and I highlighted it because I wanted to say it. Fucking Perd. I love Perd. You got to do some Perd at some Perd point. So much. <laughs> Okay, so Sean, since this is your first time, tell us a little bit about like the TV shows you grew up on, shows that you love, things that you know you want to talk about. I guess. Yeah, so I I made a list so that I don't forget some, even though I probably still will forget some. But I was trying to think of what I grew up on, and I'm an '80s kid, '80s and '90s kid. So I was uh, I came up with like the TGIF shows. You remember the TGIF shows? Like Perfect Strangers was a huge favorite of mine. Which I these shows I cannot bring myself to go back and watch them because I know that they're terrible, but I loved them when I was a kid. Um, Family Ties was another one. Growing Pains, all the standards, you know, from the '80s. Uh, and then I, yeah. when I got older, um, Seinfeld was a was a big one, um, you know, all that stuff. And it was mostly sitcoms, honestly, when I was when I was younger. Uh, and then when I got older, I started watching uh, more of the dramas. You know, obviously, I'm like, if I'm, should I just keep going into my all timers here? Go into whatever you want to say. There is no rules here. All right, that's how I like it. So there is uh, no rules. There are no rules. <laughs> there's no grammar rules either. So it's all. It's fine. <laughs> Get them out of here. <laughs> so all, all timers. Uh, Breaking Bad is is probably number one for me. Mm. Seinfeld is up there. The Office, Community, Arrested Development, The Shield. Okay, motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> the, the Shield. The, I love yeah, all of these yeah. shows. Yeah, I, I love the these Shield so much. These are all like. Ten sh- well, I, I have a hard time making a top. These are all shows that I, I fucking love. I'm telling you, I have a hard time with top ten too. I was going to keep it at ten, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep going as long as I Fuck think of things keep I love. Going. So, what else uh, do you have? The Wire, Justified, yeah. Sopranos, Hannibal, uh, Game of Thrones up until the last season, Dexter up until the last season, uh, Deadwood, <laughs> and that that was uh, that was the list I came up with. Though there's surely more, but that's that was the uh, the main list that I came up with there. Dude, that's pretty dope. What have you been watching lately? I'm sure you've had plenty of extra time during quarantine to binge some stuff. What you got on your recent list? Yeah, so the the stuff that's still on the air that I that I'm enjoying is uh, I love Mandalorian. Very much enjoyed the uh, the last season. I know you're a big Star Wars fan, right? Like, uh... 
No, I love I love the Mandalorian. It, to me, it's, it's like some of the best Star Wars content of the past, you know, couple decades. That's um, not a hard fucking achievement. You're not wrong. You are not wrong. <laughs> um, and then uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I love Good Girls, Superstore, The Boys, which I know Nick is on board with. The Boys is so so yeah. fucking good. Tremendous, dude. I want to watch it. I'm waiting on fucking Dan Slow ass. It's great. Holy shit. Beat his ass. It is the best yeah. thing on television right now. I don't watch any television though, so. Yeah, I, I binged both seasons in like a week and a half this year. So oh it's Oh my it's god, tremendous. it's so it's beyond words yeah. good. Yeah. Fargo is another great one. Uh Stranger okay. Things, Better Call Saul. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, come on. Nick and I have a fucking a love affair with Better Call Saul. It's, Live stream for the cure next year. We're doing season five. You already know it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, Atlanta is another good one. Um, Brooklyn okay. Nine Nine. Uh, yep. Peaky Blinders. And uh, <gasps> I love Peaky Blinders. Oh yeah, so Peaky Blinders much. is great. Peaky Blinders is great. And then uh, I rebinged all of that series again during quarantine because I hadn't watched the most recent season, so I started it from the beginning. And fucking hell, it's so good. That show is so fucking good. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. I lo- and I won't even get into it. Um, and then w- <laughs> one that I know recently ended, but I just got into it. Uh, Shit's Creek is is. Yes, uh, I was just fucking watching that. Like yeah. literally, it was paused. Like while I was, <laughs> I fucking I'm on my second rewatch of Shit's Creek, and yeah. it gives me so many feels. It's so good, it's so good. I'm it's in I'm so in like the, I think I think I'm in th- season three now. So yeah, great stuff. <sighs> Nick, what have you been up to watching? Words. The boys. <laughs> in terms of like new tv like i mean the most television i get the chance to watch because most of my actual screen viewing these days is relegated to youtube videos like i just go on youtube binges on all sorts of different content mostly minecraft related because me so like the only times i actually like will get an opportunity unless i'm appearing on netflix and swill to review whatever random movie i make dan let me be on the show for is you know i have to really really want to be into it and I don't, I don't know why even somebody had recommended it to me ages ago and i never watched it never watched it for the longest time and then right before season two came out i binged all of season one of the boys and I loved it so goddamn much. I immediately re-binged all of season one again after I watched the first three episodes. Cause they released it like, epi- like they released the first three and then they released the rest of them weekly. And I, after mm-hmm. I finished the first three episodes of season two, I went back through and I rewatched the entire first series and then everything up to that point again, because I loved it. So it's, it's legitimately, I mean, like I said, I have not watched a lot, but I mean, for my money, like pound for pound, and actually you like have a good idea of my taste in television. Like it is top tier in terms of dramatic work, in terms of acting. It's got a lot of funny moments as well. Like Carl uh, Urban is amazing Tremendous. in it. Like I mean, yeah. and you know, shout out to I can't now I can't remember his goddamn name. I I always remember his name, but now I can't remember. But the dude that plays Homelander, yeah. legit one of the best actors working on television yeah. today. Unbelievable. Dude is fucking scary as hell, but yeah. also sort of almost makes you sympathize for him sometimes. It's really a crazy balance that that that, that strikes. Yeah, and the writing is just so good. The writing is oh, so it's, good. It's on sharp that show. as hell, and it's so they try to make it so relevant to today. I heard that my boy Jensen Ackles is going to be on that show. Season or three. Is on- you do know I'm just waiting though for for better call Saul season five but i'm waiting i mean it's been available for ages but i'm waiting for live stream for the cure next year to watch it you know so that way you and i can review it together yes okay so let's go ahead and because i'm chomping at the bit first of all 
I want to go ahead and address this. So this episode was supposed to come out this past weekend, but it's a week late. Nick, would you like to tell people why it's a week late? Because Nick doesn't <laughs> understand things. Nick's, You're gonna have Nick's to terrible elaborate. at things. I want the Party City story in totality because it's fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah. So basically, like, and because, you know, global pandemic, yada, yada, yada. But, like, my mother and, like, my brother and sister and, like, a whole bunch of my family, like, were just deciding to go to my brother's house for Christmas. Okay. And I decided, I was like, you know what? I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel safe going to a multi-state party, you know, where like a whole bunch of people from a whole bunch of different geographical areas are all going to coalesce in one small space. Like I just don't feel safe. I don't feel comfortable with that. So I'd rather not do it. So Rebecca and I then, because we see each other every weekend, but we alternate kind of depending on whatever's going on, which house we're going to. So I completely blanked and completely forgot this was even a thing. And then I went to Ithaca to see Rebecca and I was at Party City. We were buying containers and things like that for her to ship cookies because we were going to bake Christmas cookies that weekend. And I was walking through Party City. (laughs) I I saw on the shelf... Uh, like Rebecca just because I, I actually Rebecca, like which is a funny Parks and Rec story. Like we first met on my dating profile on Hinge. I said that I was looking for the Leslie to my Ben, but then I'm also a lot Aww. like Leslie. So I needed my Ben, but with a vagina. Um, and when she and I first started talking. <laughs> Wait, you put that on your Hinge? It was 100% on my Hinge profile. Yeah, I'm like, I'm looking for my, know what for my Leslie, you know. For my Leslie, but like I'm very much like Leslie, so I was looking for my Ben with a vagina. But um, I got I got Rebecca. She when she met me and she started talking to me, she binged and watched the entire series, the whole thing, um, which is amazing. And she her. absolutely loved it. And she, oh, she like she was hoping that she would have been able to be here when we had recorded it. Um, but then, like I said, the weekends got shuffled. But anyway, we're at Party City. We're buying containers. And she shows me. She's like, oh, look at this. This is hilarious. And it was like a treat bag or something that said, treat yourself. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, shit. I'm supposed to be recording Rabbit Ears like, today or something like that. I was In like, like, oh, 15 no. minutes. Yeah, it was literally like 15 minutes from the record. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> to which Sean and I then trolled you with a million Parks and Rec gifts. Oh, a million, a million Parks and Rec gifts. Which it's so good. Is there a show? Is there a show that has produced a, like collectively a better series of gifts than Parks and Rec? <laughs> like I know there's some no. that probably come close to rivaling yeah. it, but God, there's some no. good ones out of Parks and Rec. Because the Ron Swanson gifts alone that you fucked up so bad because I got to post so many Parks and Rec gifts. It made it okay. It's totally fine. Although, also, I have like crazy amount of adulting that i've had to do in the last week so like last weekend was super busy for me and i was struggling to find time to edit and then i didn't have to so it's kind of perfect <laughs> for the so, record well. if, if if i seem off tonight it's because my preparation peaked a couple of weeks ago and i've just been <laughs> downhill <laughs> since then so i finished the series like two weeks ago so then today i watched like four or five episodes it's like yeah, i remember all of this now it's coming back i mean i've watched it a million times yeah. through so it's fine yeah like a, Rebecca and I just f- finished rebinging it like uh, two months ago or so. So I I didn't go because it's still fresh enough in my mind. I've seen it all the way through at least five or six times now. I adore this show, like absolutely and completely adore it. Okay, well before we get into that, this show premiered in two thousand nine. Other shit that happened that year, the movies that came out were The Watchmen, Harry Potter, and The Half Blood Prince. For Nick, I put Julie and Julia because you're my little chef. I love you so much. <laughs> 
Uh, and Glorious Bastards, which is in my top five. It's yes. one of my few five-star movies. Yeah. And then for, for fucking Dan, Fast and Furious, which is not the first one. It's the <laughs> fifth one? The one without the Probably. articles. No, that's Fast Five. Remember. It's actually a good one. I liked Fast and Furious. I think that's when The Rock showed up. It's good times. Um, the TV shows that came out that year, Archer, Girl Me a Cheese, uh, Nick Glee, our show came out that year. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I listened to that episode of ours like recently within the last month, and I listened to every fucking song that I put in there, and I don't even care that it was so many. It made me happy. <laughs> was that? Did we record that before Mark Sailing killed himself or after? No. So he killed himself right when we like the right before we were about to record. That's right. Wasn't it like that weekend that we yes. that we recorded or whatever? Yes. Yeah. He just fucking did it. It was so awful. Um, and then also watch what happens live, which is a Bravo thing, which I love Bravo. The music, uh, She Wolf by Shakira, Just Dance and Love Game by Gaga, Lady Gaga that is, and then Use Somebody mm. by Kings of Leon. And then pop culture, the viral video um, of the wedding entrance to Chris Brown's Forever was that year. Also, Chris Brown's, Brown's battery charges against Rihanna and the shocking picture of her black guy <laughs> surfaced online. <laughs> And then Tiger Woods' affairs with 10 different women came to light. That was that long ago? My gosh. Yeah, that was that long ago. I know. Doesn't it make you feel fucking old? Yeah. Lots of things make me feel old these days, though. Right? I don't don't feel old in my mind, but my body, like right now I'm sitting on a fucking heating pad. Like I am broken. (laughs) I had my first, like, because I started a new job two months ago. So we had our, like work Christmas party yesterday so it was like me and eight other people because that's all that works there and I very rarely drink like I have a very watered down Woodford Reserve right now but like I drank three or four glasses of champagne and two little baby shots of vodka and I was laying on the couch like under a blanket hurting all day long today don't give up little sparkle (laughs) (laughs) hey who's that guy oh it's the bubby hi bubby He always gives me shit saying that I interrupt him while he's recording and this motherfucker. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Some of my favorite moments in Netflix and Swill are, wait, Ashley's walking by and saying something. And then you just hear Ashley way in the back talking to Dan. And I love that Dan just leaves it all in. He does. He doesn't bother. I mean, I don't edit the shit out either. So it's staying. I love it. I love it so much. The best one was this week when oh, you yeah. sent, when you sent when you sent a picture of your mom to Caleb. Oh my god, you guys, <laughs> dude! I okay, so it was the first time, and like, granted, I had just smoked weed, so like, it was hitting me different. But like, I've never seen a picture of my mom looking sexy, so it was like weird, and I was proud of her, but I didn't want to show Dan because that's weird for him. But then I texted my sister, and she thought it was funny that I called mom a snack, and then that whole thing happened. Goddamn Caleb. I love Caleb so Oh, my much. God. I wanted to be offended, but I was also like, yeah, I mean, she looked fucking great. Good for her. A little right? Daisy Dukes in a little bikini top. Like, I ruined her body. I'm sorry. Way to go. It. I know. Way to go. Ugh. I'm the worst. Circling back to Parks and Rec. Uh, the show aired from 2009 to 2015 with 124 episodes plus a 2020 special, which I have not watched. No? No, I haven't watched. I couldn't find it. It wasn't on Peacock. It's on, it YouTube. on YouTube. Bitch, I ain't going to. Okay. So I'll watch it on YouTube at some point. <laughs> That's a lot of work for me. Uh, oh. It was created by Greg Daniels and Michael Schur. It aired on NBC and it's rated an 8.7 out of 10 on IMDb. The series revolves around Leslie Nope, the di- deputy director of the Parks and Recreation Department in the fictional Indiana town of pa- Pawnee. God damn, have I ever spoken before? 
It stars Amy Poehler, Aziz Ansari, Nick Offerman, Aubrey Plaza, Chris Pratt, Adam Scott, Jim O'Hare, Retta, Rashida Jones, and Rob Lowe. All right. So, Sean, this is your first time on the show, so I'm going to let you go first. Tell me what do you love about this show, Parks and Rec? So I, I love most things about Parks and Rec. I, as the show was airing, I lived in rural Indiana, uh, in a in a town called Kokomo, of all things. Um, <laughs> I lived I lived in Kokomo for eight years, and I, I will tell you, they get rural Indiana correct. And anyone who is living from anyone who's listening from Kokomo, you know, people that I know from there, you guys know this. It, you you know it. You know, it's not. It, they they are. I feel like they were not insulting or condescending very often you know when it, when it came to small town people um and you know the uh, the town hall meetings you know that stuff it was right it was accurate that that's that's Are you how fucking kidding me oh not, not at all it's hilarious not no it's not even worse in a modern sensibility like it is literally social media with yeah. people screaming at each other about politics and, and doing a star wars uh uh what was it a star wars filibuster that's the filibuster yeah that's oh my god these things happen you know <laughs> It's and absolutely battling to get Twilight in the time capsule. Yes. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh yeah, my these, god. I loved that. That it was. You know. Uh, I mean, we didn't. We didn't actually have the history with with uh, Indians like they had in, <laughs> in, uh, in Pawnee. But it was. It was very. Uh, it was very similar to to a lot of the stuff that you would see. A lot of the people that you would see. Uh, I love the the characters. I mean, it just. There's so much that this show did right, and it was so smart. Uh, in the way that it did it, it was ne- it was uh, like zany and crazy, but never in a way that was like it, it never entered into a zone where you couldn't take it seriously. You know what I mean? Like you, you didn't take the, you didn't take it seriously, but at the same time, you kind of did like you cared about the characters because they felt real I- even while they were doing all this crazy stuff. And that's that's uh, one of my favorite things in like absurdist comedy when yes. the characters themselves feel genuine and grounded and relatable, but all the shit that's happening around them is so absurd. But exactly. you still have something that you can like hold on to and like feel like you vibe with. Yes, yes, I love that shit. Yeah, I love. Nick, how, I, I also love. Oh, sorry, I'll, I'll let you go in a second. No, 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 there's no rules. There's no I, rules. I love how this show did relationships. Like they. Yes. They, the, the way they did relationships was perfect. And we'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but I wanted to get that out there as well. But go ahead, Nick. No, wait, time out. Yes. Time out. Zach Morris, time out. So like one of my things on the format for the show is like favorite characters or whatever. But under that, I made a subsection because one of my favorite things was the relationships. So I made a tab for favorite relationships. <laughs> nice. too. So like, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Okay, Nick, now you talk. Can I just, I want to start by just expressing my absolute and complete adoration for John Ralphio Saffrecine because, oh my God, I cry laughing every time he shows up in a scene, every time he is so fucking off the wall and ridiculous. I love so much about this show. I'm sure we'll talk about season one of this show and like how it was essentially an office clone with a female Michael Scott. And then Amy Poehler was like, yeah, no, you know what? This doesn't work. Let's rework this and let's make Leslie Nope actually competent and see what we get out of it. And then season two, there's some point in season two, And I tried to kind of pinpoint exactly when it was during my rewatch, but there's some point in season two when it literally starts to become the Parks and Rec that you think of, that you know and love. And literally from that point on, minus one certain character in that whole subplot, (laughs) uh, from that point on, 
until the Eagleton merger in season six, wait, probably one of the best things on television at the time and infinitely, I will say it, better than The Office. Infinitely. I agree. I agree. So I rewatched, obviously, all of this. And one of the things, like, I had always remembered in my head, like, it takes until season three for it to, like, jump off and get good. I did not hate season one, and I loved season two, so I guess I remembered it differently. But the things that I really loved about this show, Sean kind of mentioned, like, the relationship between the characters are so wonderful to watch, and everybody has these great interactions, and, like, April and Ron are one of my favorite little relationships. But this show gets funnier on every rewatch, and it's just a feel-good series that, like, makes you happy when you watch it. I fucking love it. Yes. All right, so who are some of y'all's favorite characters? We'll go to Nick first this time. Nick, who do you love? You mean besides John Ralphio (laughs) Saperstein? Or, I mean, if you want, because I'm sure we all have relatively long lists, if you say one and Sean and I match, then we'll, like, do what I did on my last episode. We'll talk about that character and, like, have a little chat. Well, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start at the tippy top because I don't think this show works without Amy Poehler as Leslie Nope. I don't think this show is anywhere near as good without Amy Poehler as Leslie Nope. It is a fucking crime that she never won an Emmy Award for playing this role as Leslie Nope. Legitimately, you start at the very, very top. Nothing else about this show, and there's a great, great talented cast here, and they had an incredible cast of writers, but none of it works without her. None of it works without that performance at the center of this. She has such a perfect energy, even when she's being weird and neurotic or whatever, she's still so sweet and so endearing. And then there are like different things that she does during the show, like the Harvest Festival or like her run for city council or whatever, where this character is so fucking inspiring. I just get chills watching her. She is so endlessly talented. I can't, you can't start a best characters in Parks and Rec list without her at the top. You can't. Yeah. Well, she's the engine. She's the engine that drives the show. Yeah. You have to have that central character and she's, that's her. She's the thing. Yeah. She's the thing that ties everything together. Right. Like that's, so yeah, she's, she's got to be at the top of the list. Yeah. That. And then, so I was looking at a lot of different memes and gifts and like her, approach to like having feminist kind of ideas and really shutting down a lot of the bullshit coming like and her do it's a political show regardless of like all of the comedy so she really like there's one episode like primary where she really kind of talks about all the shit that's fucked up and it's like ben's like you would never ask me like where my kids are or what I, like how i'm doing it. like it's bullshit so it, i like her giving a voice to women in that way in addition to showing like how she is talented, funny, fucking quick wit, like everything. She's just like Nick said, she's so inspirational. I fucking I have a level of adoration for Amy Poehler after this rewatch that I don't think I had before. And I think every time I watch it, I love her a little bit more. I agreed. 100 percent agreed. Yeah. I love her character every single like more and more every time I watch the show. Awesome. OK, who else do you have? I mean, I'm going to pour myself a glass. I don't have Glenn Livet or wait. Oh, he drinks Lagavulin. That's right. I'm not even getting it he right. He does. I'm not even getting it no. right. So I'm going to pour myself a glass of, of bourbon. That's that's all I've got, Ron. I'm sorry. but I'm drinking bourbon now, too. <laughs> just for Ron. Cheers. I am very much a blend between a uh, b- between Leslie Nope and Ron Swanson. I'm very libertarian, although like there's a part of me that because I'm so libertarian, I want to be mad at them for making fun of libertarianism the way that they do in this show because Ron is a very cartoonish extreme <laughs> version of it. But Nick Offerman is so good in the role and like he just has that that just deadpan line delivery 
all the time is just perfect. The stuff that he gets into with Tammy too, which, you know, obviously <laughs> Megan Mullally, his real life wife is just mind blowingly so funny. Like I, it's, it's gotta be Ron. It's gotta be Ron. Yep. is my next one. You got my one and two. Uh, yeah, Ron. Ron is Ron is great, and and like you say, you're right. They they do make him kind of a caricature of a libertarian, but they they mock every political belief that there is on on this show, That's very which true. is why yeah. it's so great because it doesn't. It's not polarizing, right? Like anyone, whatever your beliefs are, you can enjoy the show because you will eventually be made fun of whatever you yeah. whatever you wherever you stand, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. So it, and it's and it's great. And Ron, he's one of my favorite characters in any show ever. He is he is yeah. transcendent. Ron Swanson is an icon, you know? <laughs> I will one day have the Ron Swanson Pyramid of Greatness, like, in a poster frame on my wall. <laughs> so, like, I made a list of favorite moments and favorite episodes in the show, and I noticed that 90% of them revolve around Ron. Ron is fucking hilarious. He, God, everything Nick Offerman does is so fucking funny. The fact that yeah. he's actually doing this woodworking and stuff like that, when he... He hides the bacon in his fucking ceiling. Like, everything about him makes me laugh. And, like, he has this hard exterior, but then he has this sentimentality, and he will go to bat for his friends. And, like, he just, he cares, and he's just the fucking great guy. And the fact that he loves strong women and ends up with Xena Warrior Princess makes yes, me so fucking right? happy. It's so good. Right? So, yeah, Ron is definitely on my list. So far, we're all matching up. It's not yep. turning into a... Although, like, I feel like this, this is not hard to have the same favorite characters yeah. on this show. I really, I, I really agree. But I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get controversial on on, on another one. Mm. And you love him because you hate him so much. You just got jammed, motherfucker. <laughs> I love, like, in season five, like Leslie wins the city council election, and and you know, which is great, and and I love that. And then she gets into city council, and we meet Councilman Jeremy Jam, who is just like, like in terms of antagonists that Leslie had to deal with, like throughout the run of this show. Name me a better one than Jam. Like, holy shit! And he's just he's like so over the top ridiculous. Like when they do the episode where they go mini golfing, and he's just. <laughs> basically milking them to get snow cones or the episode where they go to his house and he's got the the giant like Benny Hanna table in front of him and he's wearing a kimono and it's yes. yes. like making them scrambled eggs on it and he like, has oh Michelle Wee photos and like one of them is Michelle Wee in the fucking bikini like how is he going to photoshop that what <laughs> Just his level of confidence, no matter what happens, is tremendous. However he's shown up, it you does not matter. Jammed. You just got jammed. And he's got, like, I mean, literally, like, they make fun of all of the people in Pawnee, like, for being overweight and, like, everything. And he's like, I'm a dentist in Pawnee, Indiana, where they serve, you know, like, the, the Sweetums giant cup of the, the cup that's big enough to fit a baby into or whatever. It's, like, the perfect profession that he has. It's I child love it. size. Yeah. It's so good. I was actually impressed. So Leslie is like top of her game, fucking killing everything. But then she and Jam like are tied for things that they've won on city council. So like he is a worthy adversary because he he's not afraid to play dirty and he yeah. really does fucking jam her up. He's not on my list though, but I I get that. He's I love him list. so 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 much. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bat the ball over to Sean here. Um, just to just to just yeah, to get some more Sean, characters on the table who's next here. On your list. All right. So you got my one and two already. I kept it at five. I although I could have gone long. It could have gone on and on and on. But anyway, my number three is John Ralphio. I love John Ralphio. <laughs> John Ralphio's on my list. Cause he is the worst. 
Every time he shows up, he makes me laugh. He is always doing something ridiculous. He brings out the worst in Tom, and Tom is funnier when he's around John Ralphio. It's great. John Ralphio. I got run over by Alexis. Because <laughs> I'm flush with cash. <laughs> I was oh, watching the fucking Lord. snake juice episode today and he oh, kept doing the raps juice. for everybody and was ending on the non-rhyming words and I was fucking sending me. Oh, my, oh my raps gosh. were fucking dope as shit, but oh. like he like couldn't fucking end so it. So good. Oh, my Lord. So good. Have you guys oh. seen, not to get off topic here, have you guys seen the improv thing that he did on Netflix with, uh, with Middle Ditch? Middle Ditch and no. Schwartz? No, I haven't seen it. You have got to watch. It's three episodes, three okay. live performances of improv. You must watch it. It is hilarious. Okay. Hilarious. I promise I will watch it. Yeah, it's called Middle Ditch and Swartz. Uh, and if you've ever seen Silicon Valley, which I should have put on my favorites list. Oh, uh, I've been, I binged that, some of that during quarantine. I also didn't so finish good. it, though. Yeah, Tom, Thomas Middle Ditch is the the main character on uh, on Silicon Valley for those that are uninitiated. But you got to watch Middle Ditch and Swartz. It's, it's so, so good. Um, but yeah, so John Ralphio is great. And really, the whole Saperstein family. I love that Henry Winkler plays the dad. Um, just, just so good. And then my next one is Chris Traeger. I love Chris Traeger. I made myself a meme of how, like, because I am these two people. Because like somebody made a meme, like, how am I these two people? And it was like Ron and John Ralphio. But mine is April and Leslie because I feel like I am both of them. But then today I'm like, man, I'm also a little Chris Traeger because he fucking, he swings to both sides yes, and I feel yes. like I swing to both fucking sides. Maybe not as extreme as he does, but like, yeah. Yeah. I, I love, I love how he is just a product. Uh, like he tries so hard not to be a product of the things that happened to him, but he just so much is like, he, just, he is just so much affected by everything, but is always trying relentlessly to be positive. Like when he gets the flu, I love when he gets the flu. <laughs> Stop <laughs> pooping. <laughs> uh, well, that's oh. one of my favorite. And like, if we'll, we'll get there, I'm sure like more favorite moments and stuff. But that's one of my favorite episodes is the whole subplot where, you know, he's like, he goes to like the, it gets all the different ingredients to make like the vegan burger and <laughs> yes, everything with all these yes. different ingredients. And Ron just gives people a plain hamburger on a bun with no condiments. Everybody's like, oh, the burger, this, the burger hands down. Like, I just love and he, Chris is so defeated by it. Oh, it's so great. Uh, it's so great. And Rablo uh, is just, Rablo is great in that role. I love him so much. When I remember when they got Rablo, and I'm thinking, well, this is just going to be a temporary, you know, a one or two off or something like that. And the fact that he stuck around and was continuously so good in that role was just it. Elev- it took the show to another, another level for me. Him and Ben. Um, oh yeah. When yeah. Ben and Chris show up, this show uh, fucking yeah hits. skyrockets. Yeah. It hits yeah. next level status. It's so good. Yeah. And really, my number five probably could have been my number four, but uh, uh, it's Andy Dwyer. And yes! Chris Pratt, this is Chris Pratt before he was Chris Pratt. You know, everyone says now that he's the worst Chris. Listen, who among us can stand up to those other Chris's? Not a one. Not a one. No. Whether if he's, if he's the worst Chris, he's still better than most of us. So Chris Pratt was one of the MVPs of this show for me. Like he was just, he brought the insanity every time he was on screen. I love the inter, the, the interplay between him and Ron. I love it between him and April. I love it between him and Leslie. Everybody that he interacted with, I loved his relationship with them. Like he was just, he was a wild card. You never knew what he was going to do. And it was just fantastic. And I, I, I love, I love Chris Pratt on this show. Hey, Sean. Yes. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really well. <laughs> he 
I, so uh, believable in oh, this role. Like, he, yes. I buy him. Like, when he's staring off at the TV and just, like, yelling at him, he's like, hey, if you're making pancakes, I want some or whatever. Like, just stupid. Sh- he just, I believe him in every fucking delivery of every line that he gives. It's just so well, I love the, fucking the physical comedy for me is, is the thing that yes. I love the most about Andy. Like, when he, like, jumps up over, like, over a desk <laughs> and, like, just face plants on the floor or whatever. Like, I just love those bits. Those physical comedy bits where he just sacrifices himself yeah. to get that great shot where it just is hilarious it's it's so funny i love the there's that arc in uh in season six because it was after he had like gone away to do guardians of the galaxy because they have that one-off line at the beginning of the season where he's like oh yeah just stopped drinking beer and lost like 50 pounds <laughs> but like when they go to the when they go to uh like what is it the some british uh lord's house yeah. or whatever the case may be and he ends up staying there for half of the season, but I love that they have that back and forth. And God, now I can't remember. Now I'm blanking on his name too. I'm doing terrible with names. It's okay. I'm not the same. I can't do it either. But what's I, his God? What's his name? Fucking name. Yeah. It's not even. Yeah. You you are not. It's fine to not know that name because I don't I, know. It I either. cannot remember it, but I know he's like a famous like British actor. God, what the hell is his name? Shit, I can't even. <laughs> I can't even think about. It. I'm like scrolling through the cast list right now, like trying to find it because I know he was in like a few episodes because he appeared in yeah. the Johnny Karate special. Pete Serafinovich, that's what his name is. Boom, yeah. He, I know he was in like Shaun of the Dead. He's Lord Edgar Covington. Yeah, Lord yeah. Edgar like Covington. I love that they had that, like where he had like you know Edgar was basically just as absent-minded as Andy was, but then. You know, there's a magic to Andy that I don't think anybody else can bring to that role yeah. besides him. Uh, I just, I, yeah, I, I love him. So I love one him of the so things much. that I saw was like the writers for Parks and Rec got mad because one of their favorite lines or one of the funniest lines that they think was ever delivered on the show was an improv line by Chris Pratt where he's like typing Leslie's symptoms in the computer because it says you might have network connectivity problems. <laughs> <laughs> Like that really fucking just disheartened me as a writer. Oh, I love it. But then they would also like write in Andy does something physical. And one of the things that got deleted from the show, they're doing some fucking thing. I think they're all sitting out in like the little commons area, the little courtyard, and they're talking about comebacks. And like Andy says that Kim Kardashian had a comeback because like he came on her back. (sighs) Shit like that. He's just fucking, he's so funny. I love he him. is he is insanely funny. I wanted to jump in with another one of mine. Who would you um, got? If you, it's it's got to be Jerry slash Gary <laughs> slash uh, Jerry Gary Larry whatever Gang Gurch <laughs> Grant you know all the all the different names that they have for him. Which I th- I feel like they took a little too far. Like yes. it got overly absurd in like season six and season seven. But there's like especially on rewatches, like he's the butt of a lot of jokes in the show, and then like. One of the things that, like, when I was researching this show, like, way before this, but even just reading, like, I love that the writers of this show basically gave him the, he's got a giant dick, he's married to a supermodel, has three (laughs) gorgeous supermodel daughters and everything. He has, like, literally the greatest life because the writers felt so bad for Jerry because they made him the butt of so many jokes. But that character is solid gold. Like, his reactions to stuff and, like, that... Oh, geez. Like that, just like super defeated tone in his voice whenever he does something messed up. It's just. And, and just and how, like, just how Leslie always tries to be nice to him for just one time, just once, and then it just never goes right. And she's like, ah, come on. I love like the different episodes where I forget. Oh, it's the, it's the episode where they have the, the safety preparedness drill or whatever and he runs off thinking that gail and the girls are in trouble and they're oh just like God. ah somebody will tell him or he'll find out and then he shows back up at like the end of the episode he's like why didn't anybody tell me what was going on 
<laughs> or in the episode when they're trying to find out what the fucking like wrong fact is in Leslie's book and so he's driving all over right. trying to fucking check these facts and they figure out what it is and he's like I haven't seen my family for two days but I'm getting ready to get on the road and go back here and like alright bye oh just my let god him like, go. and I, he missed like his anniversary or something yeah. like that like it's just this motherfucker I just I, I love that character so much Jim O'Hare is, is great in yeah. that role and like I said that's a character especially on rewatches like his reactions and like just he's he's subtle and he's definitely more in the background but there's just a brilliance to that character I love him dude yeah so does anybody have April Ludgate on their list I love April Ludgate I fucking love her she's so dark when she's carrying this little torch for Andy at the beginning it's like the whole unrequited but then she's not willing to stand for the fact that he kissed Anne. i love yes. april she's <laughs> the, just she's a very self-assured young woman and then like the whole venezuela stuff where she goes there and she's like running that right. shit like she is a boss ass bitch the we'll get to running gags but april's continuous uh jabs at Anne throughout the whole series i love that oh my god i love it yes <laughs> The episode where she's in the hospital with the flu, especially yes. where she keeps, and then like that's one of my favorite Anne moments is whenever she clocks out and then Anne freaks out on her because she's off the clock. She fucking lets her have it too. Oh my god. Yep. yep. I love April, and I love April, I love April because so of her much. relationships with other people too. Like her relationship with Ron, her relationship yes. with um Andy, her relationship even with Leslie. Like yep. it's so good. Yep. Fun so fact. Good. Aubrey I think Plaza. My favorite relationship with her, honestly. What's that? Go ahead, Sean. No, I was just gonna. I was. I was throwing in the fun fact that Aubrey Plaza is from Delaware, which is where I live. So anyway, go. But go ahead, Nick. <laughs> my my favorite relationship of hers is her relationship with Leslie because I love how how much that character is cold and how big of a cold front she puts up against other characters. But like deep down, there's something that like her relationship with Leslie taps into that like she becomes like the head of animal control and like she actually progresses into a good career because of that like relationship with Leslie. Like I really love that. Like her relationship with Andy is like super sweet. I think one of my favorite. Well, we'll talk more about like moments and stuff in the series but like the whole subplot like through what is it season three when ben lives with them and like oh, oh my, my god, god. And like he has to teach them how to adult they're sharing yes. it <laughs> <laughs> and they buy the fucking marshmallow gun <laughs> of course i'm gonna buy this marshmallow gun i mean like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i love her one of my favorite april leslie moments is when April is basically quitting and she makes Leslie turn her back so she can say all the nice things to her. And she's yep. like, I wouldn't be the person that I am. I wouldn't even be looking for something that makes me happy if it wasn't for you inspiring me. I'm like fucking tearing up like a little bitch over here. Oh. It's so good. I love yeah. it. All right. Who else? Yeah, Does anybody show, have anybody not listed yet? Uh, the founder. Who? The the founder of Cones of Dunshire, you know, yes. it, it's it's creator, yes. the architect, if you will. The architect. Uh, and, and also, talking about running gags, one of my favorite running gags in this whole series is how absolutely much, like, the accounting firm adores <laughs> yes. Ben Wyatt. Yes. And, like, how they freak the fuck out whenever he comes in there and applies for a job, no matter what. I love, Adam Scott is great in this show, like, he gets a lot of that, like, if you think about, like, The Office, he gets a lot of that kind of, like, look-to-camera kind yeah. of reactions and whatnot, mm -hmm. which he's great at. His relationship with Leslie is by far my favorite relationship in the series. I mean, again, it was in my Hinge profile. 
Like, I love this character because he's the right amount of nerdy but determined. Talk about running gags. Can we talk about Ice Town? Oh, like, we made Ice seriously. Clown. And then, like, whenever he has to get on camera to do anything, how he just completely <laughs> shuts down. Oh my God. When they're promoting the Harvest Festival, yes. and he's just a complete fucking babbling idiot. Yes. What is the one gift the parks? Are, I think it's like it's like Ben Wyatt human disaster, and it's just him going like this, like face palm, his head just sinking down. Oh my god! I fucking uh, yeah, I love Ben, but he's not. A, is he on my list? No, Ben's not on my list. So I, have I love two Ben so much. Recurring ish characters. I love Bobby Newport. Bobby Newport. <laughs> fucking Paul Rudd is hilarious yes. in his bits, and then fucking Jen Barkley sends me I oh my love god her yes. so much like i'm gonna go do exactly what i want whenever i want because i don't have kids i'm also a little bit of jen barkley i think in my personality a little a although i could definitely see i could definitely see jen barkley in there yeah i love it i love it and there's there's more too i mean like the just because we kept it at, at a small list but like tom haverford is tremendous you know i love him uh, yeah yeah there, there's so many good characters in the show there's so many good okay ones. so who are some of y'all's favorite relationships that we mentioned a few like who do you guys love to see interacting my three favorites are probably leslie and ben as as nick said and then andy and april and uh probably april and uh ron i i, I just yes. love i mean and those are just the top three i mean there's chris and ann which is also great um and and uh andy is great uh, there's, I mean, there's so many good ones. You guys keep going. I love Leslie and Anne. Like my yes. best friend, my, one of my best friends just moved to Vermont, but she and I would always use Leslie and Anne gifts together. And we would, the na- main one we would do is unfortunately we're both heterosexual. <laughs> Cause like we would be together. I love you that much. <laughs> but yeah, I fucking love Leslie and Anne. And for, I think, um, Amy Poehler really wanted to have like one of those great female friendships as a forefront in the series and I love that that's something we got to see it's excellent and I mean nothing for nothing but like on every rewatch of this show I try really really hard to just love Ann Perkins as a character and I, I Rashida Jones is fantastic in the show like I love her playing the character I just think it's a I don't think the writers ever give her enough to do except for to be somebody that just kind of is there for other characters to bounce off of like 100%. she's kind of just yeah. like a straight character and you know so she kind of tends to not you, you don't kind of tend to look at her the same way you look at a lot of the other characters in the series where she comes off as maybe a little bit more you know level yeah. or whatever She's, as opposed to all the other really ridiculous yeah. and absurd characters that are constantly like you think about like when uh when whenever april is is hating on her which is um always fucking hilarious yes. Always absolutely hilarious, like how much April hates Anne, yeah, and everything. I, like I just I I love Rashida, and and then like it doesn't help. We haven't mentioned him yet. I feel like we have to eventually. We'll get to him. I think when we talk about worse stuff. But I mean, she gets stuck with Brandanowitz yeah. through season two, yep. and sadly, his like that's where season two is great, except for any of the Brandanowitz stuff, yeah. like. His subplots, and again, Paul Schneider, I don't think is a bad actor. I think he's doing great, but I think he was a holdover from when they wanted it to be an office clone. And when they retooled the show going into season two, he just did not have a place in it anymore. And then, you know, he just sadly was just kind of there. Yeah. So like all his subplot and like basically the whole subplot with Anne as a result is just kind of like, oh, it's this again. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah and and uh, and Ben were both kind of the outsiders, right? Like they got to react to a lot of the crazy stuff 
in, in Pawnee. Whereas, I mean, I think you're right, though. Like, Ben had more to do, which is what made him such a great character, like all his little idiosyncrasies and things. Whereas Anne truly was mainly a sounding board for all the craziness. Yeah. I wanted to like her more this time, too. And I'm, I'm the same way. Like, I was like, God, fuck, I want to like Anne, but she's just fucking boring, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I don't think that's a product. I think Rashida Jones, like I said, is fantastic. Yeah. I just unfortunately think there's a lot of times when she just doesn't get a lot of interesting stuff to do on her own. She's always kind of tied to somebody else yeah. as kind of like her and Chris are a great couple. And like, there's a great kind of back and forth thing there. The show, like she always gets, if you think about like the plot lines or the subplots that you probably like the least in this show, some of them or most of them probably involved Anne. Like Anne dating Tom was never a good Ugh. idea from a writing standpoint. I just didn't like it. Like it just doesn't it I don't ever see Anne Perkins ever giving Tom Haverford the time of day. Ever. Right. Cause like as sweet as Tom might be able to be once in a while, like that ridiculous Tom Haverford swagger, like <laughs> that is who he is. He will never not be that. Yeah, you know, sparkle, so, baby. <laughs> I just don't believe that she would ever like give like into his charms and like date him. And then I have the hardest time even seeing them even do stuff that's even pseudo intimate. Like it there's no way they slept together. Unnatural. But... Like that's one of my yeah. things like and the shit that doesn't work. Tom and Anne had no business ever being together and they tried no. to they tried to rationalize it because they showed like that one um, cold open where it was Anne and Leslie in Tom's apartment and they're like snuggling with all the cozy yeah. blankets and like all the fucking amenities. <laughs> and she's like, this is yeah. fucking great. Like, okay, mate, but Anne's not that Coconut fucking water shallow, dude. Yes. But we did get all this up with Anne like dating around and like basically trying on every different type of person that she could to see what works for her. So I guess maybe that's why she dated Tom. She was dating like Which, literally everybody of... else. Speaking of dating literally everybody else, not in the show necessarily, but can we get a shout out for fucking Donna Meagle, yo? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Donna's so fucking good. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love Donna. I love her obsession with her Mercedes. Yes. Uh, I love like that the episode like it, I think it's in season two when they go out hunting or whatever when Ron gets shot yep. and like she starts freaking <laughs> out because like one of the windows on her Mercedes got broken. Yeah, and, and that's I like another. When they like, all go to her fucking cabin and she's given the rules. She's like the Meagles are a cold people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Bring love your meeting own towels. No dogs. No this. No using the hot tub. Like everything. Yeah, I even I even really enjoyed meeting her family when she got married to uh, Kate Michael. I thought that was great, you know, and, and how April had to wrangle everybody. I thought that was awesome. And how, how she's randomly reated the genuine. That's, that's tremendous. Yes. Yeah. That's one of my favorite, like, genuine late season genuine. kind of things. You know who genuine is? It's on the oh no no list. Yeah. Not knowing 90s R&B singers is big oh no no. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things on, like, in the back in the back section of the show like that like the the later seasons like that's one of the one of the one of the shining kind of standout things is yeah. is that relationship between donna and april when april's like her maid of honor yes. and puts on that whole wedding and everything and then still invites her brother is it lavandrius i think yes. Yes. her brother and then he throws the microwave and shit <laughs> oh god oh I so love one it. of the relationships we didn't mention that i feel like we need to pay a little bit of attention to is ron and leslie I fucking yeah. love their relationship. They both make each other better. They both challenge each other. The fucking Morningstar shit was crap, and we're going to talk yep. about season seven and yeah. the shit show that was. 
But up until then, like, they have such a good relationship and they support each other. And, like, Ron, like, makes her take a break when she's running for council. He's like, listen, like, don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. Like, he gives her Mm -hmm. such good advice and is such, like, a father figure and, like, ugh. I fucking love them together. And she makes him yeah. more warm and open and like lets down his walls and lets people in. It's so good. And then like the whole fucking like when she sends him on scavenger hunts and then sends yes. him to like the lava ghoul in place. <laughs> she just knows him. Yeah. And she fucks with him on his birthday. I love it. I love everything about the two of them together. For yeah, the most absolutely. Part. That's one of my favorite, like probably one of my favorite, because that was a season opener. I believe that was the season six opener. I think when she sends him on that whole scavenger hunt to the lava ghoul and distillery, like that just breaks me every oh, time yeah. I watch it. It's so it's, it's, it is like the, the, the embodiment of Leslie Nope as a character and like that performance that Amy Poehler imbues in that. And that's the heart and soul of Parks and Rec to me is like that relationship and just the way that Leslie is able to take every character and the, the way that she is able to kind of look past like it's like April, like April is so cold and so combative on the surface, but Leslie gets right through it. Like Leslie gets through your defenses no matter what. And she will take you at your weakest or whatever. And she will cradle you and she will make you into something amazing and strong. And like, that's the power of Leslie. Nope. That's I love that character so much. Yeah, absolutely adore her. Dude, I would be best friends with her in a heartbeat. Like she's a lot, but she also like, like you said, she sees people for who they are and she fucking remembers and like gets everybody the best presents ever just to make them make the derpy face. Like she goes above and beyond for her friends on a level that is so fucking heartwarming that whole episode of them trying to buy the waffle iron of ben and ann like trying to buy the waffle iron from jj's because they're like both trying so hard to get her a gift because she's so good at it like oh like that's but that's the great thing about this show is like that would seem ridiculous if i just describe that to you like that's the plot of an entire episode by itself like yeah these two characters are trying to buy the perfect birthday gift for this other character or whatever like unless you really know this world and unless you really know these characters but in context in this series like it makes perfect sense that that ben and ann would try so hard to go so far over the top to make leslie happy because she is such a powerful force for goodness and for inspiration, like in literally all of their lives. Like she makes literally and, and a lot of the residents of Pawnee, whether they like it or not, makes all of their lives better just by association with her. Like seriously, they do. And it's the shitty thing about it is, is watching it, especially well, even back in the time that it aired, because it's not like it's that old of a series, but even watching it, like, especially now when we don't really have almost any politicians that we can really, really look up to and that we can really, like, wish that we all could aspire to or, like, they're, like, what greatness is made out of. Like, it's super heartbreaking to think that there are servants. Right. Yeah. Like more people like Leslie Nope, like the world needs more people, more civil servants like Leslie Nope, who just do it because they love it and want to help and serve other people. Like, fuck, man. Fuck. I know. She's so great. Okay, she is so incredible. This is one of my favorite parts. Um, let's talk about favorite moments, favorite episodes. And I know this is gonna be a long list, but what are some of y'all's favorite moments, favorite episodes, favorite well, favorite seasons, like that's season two through seasons five for me. Yeah. What do you guys we'll go, Sean. What are some of your favorite moments? Yeah, uh, I love the flu episode. Uh <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm Leslie Monster is one of my favorite lines in the whole series. I love it. She gets so hopped up on all the stuff. And yes. Like the fucking floor is spinning and then she kills it in that fucking delivery in her per- like presentation. Oh, like, God. Yes. Of course she does. Yes. Um, snake juice. I, uh, lo- oh. I just watched that episode again for the 15th time today. Yeah, so good. I love this snork juice. <laughs> Baba Booey. Bubba Booey. <laughs> Fucking Ronnie's like, I only endorse things that I use, like, um, what did he say? That I only like use by themselves, like fucking my word. That's one of the best parts of that episode when like he gives the recommendation to like the one guy and like the guy kind of brushes him off and Ron's like, son, when I give an endorsement to a product, you should take it as like solid gold or whatever Ron says at that moment. And it's like, it's one of those moments where you like, as a viewer, you're like, yes, Ron. Yes. Yes. Well, yes. is this the first time that we meet uh, Burt Macklin too? Cause I know it's the first time we meet Janet Snakehole, but I don't know about Burt Macklin. <laughs> no, that but might Macklin's be his before that. Macklin's been around. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. That fucking episode is fantastic. And then so good. Um, Leslie and Anne getting their first big fight. Yes. Yep. And they're fighting in the bathroom. Like it yes. brought me back to so many, so many past memories of fighting with women when I'm drunk in the bathroom. I mean, my, a lot of my favorite moments of this show have like everything to do with Leslie and Ben. Cause I love that relationship. So model you talk about like when they're seeing each other and they, um, Leslie decides she's going to run for city council. Like you have that kind of runner in that episode where Ben wants to tell her something or Ben wants to give her something and like, they don't get to it. They don't get to it. And then finally in the episode, they get to it and he slides that box across the table and she opens it and she finds that Nope 2012 button in there. And like, he knew the whole time, like that she was going to run for city council. And he's like, even if they have to break up, he wants her to do it like so, so much because he believes in her. Like it's so heartbreaking. And then like you fast forward from that to the littlest park episode where she's like, (laughs) so like she loves him so much and wants to be with him. But like, she's trying to go about it like entirely the wrong way. And then like, she just has that moment where she's like, we can just say, screw it and do this thing for real. Like, oh, like, fuck me. Season four, like, especially because it's all Leslie and Ben getting together. Oh, God. Yeah. And it's in, in the middle oh. of that, you have the model UN, which is a, which is such a great episode. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is a good one. Where Andy, Andy is in charge of the moon. <laughs> and he got all the lions. He's like, I don't know if that's good or not, but I got all the lions. <laughs> I love the episode when it's before Leslie and Ben even kiss and Chris puts them on that like trip to Indianapolis where they have to like pitch the league thing. So that whole episode when they're trying to like make it as unsexy as possible. So Anne and Leslie make that whole like mix of fucking banjo playing and like learning Mandarin. (laughs) And then she slips the Al Green song in because she wants them to get together. And then at the beginning of the episode, fucking Tom was like, oh, Leslie's not here. No boss. We can do whatever you want. And Ron was like, I'm your boss. And they all fucking laugh at him. So then (laughs) that episode is so good because then you have the whole know your boo thing that Tom's doing with um, Donna and fucking with Jerry together and then April and Andy. But then you have Ron teaching the nine-year-old about libertarian government and why government doesn't matter and gives her the fucking Claymore. That episode is so good for every fucking part of it. Yeah. That's one of my favorite moments of the show too, is like when, when her, is it her mom or her teacher? Her I think mom. it's her mom. It yeah. comes back to Ron and is like, this is her report. This is like, why does the government matter? It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and he ate her lunch. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good and then i love oh. it because like they're 
Anne or Leslie calls Anne. She's like, I need you to read me the fucking script or whatever. And she's like, shut up, Anne. I'm going to make out with him. She's like, yay. <laughs> she's so excited for them. She just wants them to get together so bad. I love it. Oh, that's such a great episode, too, because right when you like are like, oh, my God, yes, these two are going to hook up. She gets back to the table and Chris is sitting there and Ugh, you're like, oh, this yeah. motherfucking yeah. And then he has to pee 12 times a night because his fucking bladder is literally the size of a pee or a thimble, a thimble. Oh, How have you been recording this long? And that's the first time anyone has been like, literally. I literally just thought the same thing. I literally just thought the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I love um, the uh, like one of the cold opens when Ron just pulls out his fucking tooth at the like little conference they're having. <laughs> and Tom fucking faints. <laughs> I fucking love that shit. That's one of what my is favorite. It's, cold a, it's important to show your coworkers how much pain you're able to endure. Yeah. Oh, oh my That's another God. one of my favorite Ronisms, like where he I forget who it's with uh at, at this point, but he, he he starts referring to somebody by another oh it's Anne. He start he refers to her by another name be, name because she's getting too chummy <laughs> with him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my god. My the ninety four meetings is again another favorite episode of mine. Yes. Because yeah. fucking April scheduled all of Ron's meetings for March thirty first. <laughs> yes. Because so I didn't good. think it was a real date. It's not a real date. Um, Ron with a hernia throwing food into his mouth and then has like that stare down with the janitor that's like trying to clean the floors, like, oh, late night. And he just fucking holds eye contact with him. And the guy's so uncomfortable. It's so It's one of my favorite tags at the end of an episode oh, ever man. is when, uh, you know, Anne's trying to get Ron to eat a banana once in a while. And yes. he ends up putting it on a, on a smash burger <laughs> to, to finally be able to choke it down. She's like, look at a picture of Diane and the girls and then just eat a banana. <laughs> so he sits there and he like looks at the picture and he like he puts it on the burger and he's, eats just and he's like, gagging. Uh, okay. Another great gif where he's gagging on the banana. <laughs> Fucking love but that's it. again like going back to the Leslie and Ron relationship. Like, how great is that when yeah. Leslie puts together his birthday? He's sitting alone by himself, watching Bridge on the River Kwai, eating a giant <laughs> steak with a bottle of Lagavulin. Like, Perfect. oh God! I mean, again, she knows him so because she just found out his birthday, so he's so scared. He's gonna, she's gonna make a huge uh, deal, fucking embarrass yep. him. <sighs> she uh. fucks him so bad. <laughs> I fucking love it. I love yeah. April and Andy's surprise wedding. And yes. fucking that's when you meet Oren, who is like, I actually used to Oren, work with a kid oh named gosh. Oren, who was weird as shit and reminded me so much of this guy. Oh, I love Oren. so creepy. I love Oren. <laughs> Oren's amazing. Yes. Or how about the one How about the one during Leslie's campaign where they have the red carpet on the ice, but it's not long enough? Get on and your feet. And, and they keep playing get on your feet, but just that clip. And champion. <laughs> the best part, too, is they just have that clip. Everywhere. They just have, they, they don't have enough of her banner, so they only have her one yes. eye. <laughs> they only have enough red carpet to get halfway across the ice. The platform is, like, microscopically tiny. There's no way to get onto it. Like, oh, my and Lord. And then who's oh, the guy so fucking Pete? fucking piss pistol pete who's trying to slam yes. dunk on the ice and bust ass yes. <laughs> that's one of dan's favorite parts is they keep restarting the song get on your yes. feet but but only after a brief moment of silence and then they just keep, <laughs> they just keep restarting just like, that little clip jerry please tell me you failed at your job as usual and there's nobody out there 
<laughs> of course it's a fucking oh. packed house i love yeah. when ron finds out about cookies in the computer and then like throws his whole fucking computer away <laughs> or when he's trying to get off the grid and fucking april not april tom and fucking donna are like vining his entire get off the grid experience yeah yep. delete all pictures of ron <laughs> You know what one of my favorite episodes is, is uh, when they have the bachelor party and then they turn it into a bachelor I party for literally all of them and they yes. all yes. do a little something that they all love. Yep. Like all, it's just all the guys bonding and I just like, they get to go play like a game, like a Colts game or whatever. And I just, I love all the, cause you really get like the little idiosyncrasies of every character in like the little like bachelor party that they've decided to have. Yeah. I love that episode yep. so much. That's yep. one of my favorite episodes, too. I love that one. I love the fucking part where Tom and Ron are bowling and Tom keeps Granny bowling. He's like, son, people can see you. And he bowls a fucking perfect game. And then Ron comes back in the episode with like a hat and glasses That's on. That's perfect. And Granny yes. bowls a perfect fucking game. And tells the owner, yes. don't tell anyone about this. Destroy destroy the scorecard. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> I love the Halloween episodes are always great too. Yes. With oh, the Greg kid. Uh, what's in that first yes, one? Bikitis. <laughs> when Andy at the end is interrogating him and he's crying and he's saying, "Because I'm allergic <laughs> to stupid jerks." <laughs> That's the best part. It's a really smartly written episode too, because like you really kind of like feel like Leslie's gone off the deep end because they really, really plant that <laughs> doubt in your yes. mind that there's no way it could have been this kid. <laughs> and then you find out that he hired the lady to play his mother to oh like it, it's so good. Like there's so many levels to it. Like it's oh. it's like a really smartly written episode that kind of twists and turns. Like it's a TV sitcom. Yeah. And like there's just so many good twists and turns to that episode. So sharply written. Yep. Fucking when oh. they're doing the political ad and Ben and Tom and Jerry are all trying to like say Bobby Newport as evilly as possible because they're running the Bobby negative Newport. Bobby Newport. <laughs> Bobby Newport has never worked a day in his life. Bobby Newport wants you to vote for him just because he wants it. Oh my lord. Oh. One of my favorite things is like during the during the campaign when it's like one of the last episodes of the campaign, like when they're in like the final push or whatever, and 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 Nick Newport Senior dies. Oh my god! And then god. they have to go like they go to his <laughs> funeral, so they drive the giant campaign bus there, and then they back into like the yes. memorial black or whatever. <laughs> oh shit! It's so awful. The fucking mm. oh. When Ron is throwing the employee appreciation barbecue and brings the fucking live pig and names it Tom. The permit. The permit. <laughs> the permit says, I can do whatever I want. I can do what I want. <laughs> and then the end of the episode, he brings all of like the fucking barbecue and he's like, here's Tom. He's like, well, it smells good. We're going to eat that. <laughs> I fucking love that shit. Oh my oh, god. So How about the fact so since we both we all love Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul that Ben's dad is played by Mike fucking Ermin Trout. He's talking about yes. how scary his dad is. Oh, yes. Fucking Mike. I almost pooped my <laughs> pants I'm like that is a scary motherfucker. I'm I yeah, don't piss him off. 
Yeah. Which is the perfect, I mean, when you talk about, I mean, it's stunt casting to the nth degree, but it's the perfect stunt casting mm-hmm. because it literally, like, when you see him, all you see is Mike Airman <laughs> yeah, Charles. You exactly. don't see anything else. <laughs> and he's and it's just, perfect. like, so fucking intense. He's like, well, if, uh, what's his fucking girlfriend's name? Like, Ulani or whatever? He's like, she's not on the Unity quilt. Like, this is just, like, and then she's pregnant and shit. Oh, my God. And she's, like, the most sour bitch ever. She's the worst. Yeah, this is like they brought him in on the, like he was he was in community and like what it was at the last yes! season or the season before the last season yeah. in community or whatever. Not exactly used to the best of effect in community, but like I think they used him perfectly in this and that, you know, they bring him in. And like I said, it's 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 just kind of perfect. I love him yeah. so much. I love Ron hosting Pawnee today because Joan Calamezzo is passed out drunk or whatever. <laughs> oh, my six, God. All the fucking calls. <laughs> Oh, can we talk about great relationships or maybe relationships that never were Tom, Tom and Joan, and Joan like, yeah. every time he sees her, every time he sees her, like lays it on so thick. And then that one episode where she's finally divorced and she's like, she's definitely like, she's like, oh yeah, we're going back to my place and whatever. And Tom's like terrified. Well, then they take her home because she's all drunk and there's all those uh, fucking nude portraits of her in her oh fucking, my God. and she's got like the fucking silk bedding or whatever. They try to throw her on and she just like slips right the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> there's a great like one Ugh. of the one of the best i've watched a whole lot of outtakes from this and one of the outtakes is from that scene where i think it's ben that says something about her vagina or something and they literally could not get through it there's so many outtakes of that scene of them just dying every time ben was like you mean her vagina or whatever the line is like there's so many outtakes of them just falling apart Ugh. trying to do that well, now i need to watch parks and rec's outtakes because i have not done that for some reason there are some great parks and rec outtakes they're really really a lot of them like i mean you think about like sean was talking earlier like with chris pratt as andy yeah i mean he there's one you guys remember the episode when they go to wherever it is in like eagleton to get leslie's birth certificate i think it is yes um there's an outtake there's an outtake like when he throws the briefcase over the desk (laughs) in the first time they shot that that. he hits the light switch across the room and breaks the light switch and cuts out the lights overhead oh my god like what the fuck it's so great it's so amazing like the perfect shot. I was just say I love the episode when they've cut the fucking parks budget. So there's only the two, um, like kids basketball leagues, and it's Andy's team versus Ron's team, and Ron's yes. like one full fucking Bobby Knight, and even throws the fucking chair in the middle of the court. <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say though, as as funny as like Ron and Andy like coaching different basketball teams uh, versus each other is, not a big fan of Ron and Wendy. No, really not, not at all. Yeah, that was a dirty move no, too. I yeah, I, I'm not, I'm just not a big fan of it because it just, I mean, especially the character that Ron would grow into, yeah. like by the end of the series, like you just don't feel like that Ron would be capable of it. Like, but this was still early where they were still sort of getting but yeah i'm not a big fan of ron and wendy like i i'm fine with tom and wendy like having been a green card marriage for her or whatever and then like him actually really loving her and and like but like that's where her character should have ended like she stuck around too long as a character for my tastes dude i agree um can we talk about ben and leslie's wedding and how it was like the most fucking heartwarming (sighs) sweetest thing ever and then jam got punched Which is like two, the, like the two greatest things in the series happen in the same episode. Le- ben and Leslie get married, and Jeremy Jam gets punched in the fucking face. <laughs> it was so good. And then, like, they had the think the next episode, fucking Jam is suing them, and Tom and April try to lie for fucking Ron. 
lying. The only thing I hate worse than lying is skill milk, which is water lying about being milk. (laughs) I can't believe I'm quoting any of these things half right, BT dubs. Like, wow. I love that they got oh. Genuine to come on and sing My Pony at this little Sebastian dedication yes. at the Unity concert. And then they had the fucking hologram. <sighs> oh. It was so fucking good. Oh. 5,000 candles in the wind. highlights. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, that was fun. fun trivia fact for my life. That was, that was the song that closed out my wedding reception when I got married was 5,000 candles in the wind. <laughs> Didn't you also say something from Arrested Development when you got married? No, I said I said when I when I got married after they said after they said like the I do's and whatever and like or whatever like at the end where you can leave or whatever I'm like Steve Holt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a me. That's that sounds. Well, about at least right. it that wasn't. Uh, at least it wasn't. I made a huge mistake. I mean, that's that's later. I mean, in <laughs> retrospect. <laughs> Ironically, we did that episode of uh, Arrested Development with my ex, which was also a huge mistake. <laughs> Yeesh. Awkward. Um, oh, the primary. I mentioned primary earlier. I fucking loved this episode. It was when Ben, I think, is running for whatever fucking office he's running for. And like Leslie's supposed to fucking be like the little... Susie Homemaker baking pies for this contest. But amid all the other stuff, you've got April is leaving and Ron's upset about it. So he asked her for his spare key back to his house, but she can't find it because she yes. like, got her wisdom teeth out. So it's like oh, the I fucking love only puzzle he can't solve is figuring this out. <laughs> I love that. And then my other favorite part of that episode is Donna. I guess she comes back to work because she's been doing real estate and Jerry dropped his wedding ring down the fucking grate in the courtyard and he's trying to use like yes. his keys and his cell phone and his credit card to reach down there and get it and everything's just fucking dropping down the grate and Donna's like do you mind if I just sit here and watch you this brings me back to old times he's like oh have a seat and he's just like oh jeez oh, there that goes fucking everything oh. and she doesn't try to help she oh, just sits there and laughs at him yeah. and he's fine with it and he's fine with it yes he's fine with it I love that episode too because I just love the um god no I was trying to look up something and I forgot about it I love the, the fuck god words Nick words are hard words are hard time. Especially with some lava going. Yes, I was trying to. I can. I, can, I, I honestly, God, can't think. Oh no, I, I remembered it now. Um, it's the one of my favorite things in the series is like I love that they that they like subvert that whole thing with the whole pie making thing. And Ben's like, first of all, but we have to talk yet about Ben and Kel's Jones, which <laughs> yes. I fucking adore. One of my favorite. I running adore gags. that whole character bit. Yes. Uh, but I love that, like, there's that whole thing where, like, he's just like, yeah, no, like, I'll I'll enter it instead, and like, we'll totally flip the whole thing because it's not about you, and it's, it shouldn't be like you shouldn't be expected to do this because you're a woman and everything, which is fantastic. But then, like, as the as the the woman comes to the door, you know, to and Ben walks out from behind, he's like, Daddy wants some pie. <laughs> <laughs> just just the fucking just the look <laughs> that he gets is just absolutely amazing oh god that is Ugh. awesome i fucking now <sighs> i'm thinking back i do love when it, when ben is living with april and andy at first like that's such a great yes. little like point in the series where nothing's and he gets the fucking on the treat yourself day and he gets the fucking batman costume yes. oh batman's crying <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor Batman. Uh, 
And then like oh. when they have the Halloween episode and he's like doesn't even know there's gonna be a party and then he and fucking Andy's dressed as Chuck Liddell and they're like act like brothers and they beat him up until he fucking tells him what's wrong. <laughs> I love that. It's so so much. good. It's so oh, good. Oh god. Okay, what do you guys do you guys have any other favorite I mean Season three and the Harvest fucking festival episode, like that. The whole Harvest season, Festival arc is my yeah. favorite arc it's in the whole so series. Good. Like that's such yeah. a heart like heartwarming, uplifting part. Like when she opens a Harvest Festival and everybody's like coming in and she's like greeting everybody. And it like pans up and you see like the fucking aerial yeah. shot of everybody like coming in and it's just like the best. I love the heart that 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 whole. It's like what the first seven episodes or so of season three mm-hmm. is. It's it, it's beyond words. Yeah. I, I I absolutely love it. Speaking of running gags. Like one of my favorite things, and that's why Ashley, you have to watch the special that they did. Like because they even bring it back in the special is Ben not getting little Sebastian yes, as I love a thing. It. I love it so goddamn much because he just has that thing where he just always turns back and he's just like, <laughs> both him and Anne not getting little Sebastian. Too. I was gonna wear. I have that shirt. I have that shirt. The <laughs> I I met little Sebastian at the Pawnee Harvest Festival shirt. I have that shirt. I also have a Pawnee Today shirt. Oh. I do not have, however. People yes. that are looking to buy me gifts that are listening to this, I do not have a you heard with purred <laughs> mug. I need it in my life. I'll never drink out of anything else ever again. Oh, I wanted so to get a letters to Cleo shirt. That's what I wanted. Yes. <laughs> For my deep, dark depression days. Would a depressed person make this? <laughs> that fucking stop animation was the most the stop animation. Stand in the place where you... <laughs> so I'm sure there's I'm sure there's got there's to be, be more. more. <laughs> How can that not be longer? <laughs> Dude, so we forgot to talk Ugh. about least favorite characters. We I think we all agree Brandenowitz. Brandenowitz. Um I also hate Craig. Craig fucking sucks. I hate Craig. <laughs> He's the fucking so much. Like what, like I said, like Mid-season two, aside from Brandano, it's like mid-season two, this show really starts to catch its stride and everything else except for Brandanowitz stuff is hilarious. And until the Pawnee Eagleton merger, that's when the show yes. starts to kind of tip downhill because then like not long after that, um, Chris and Ann leave. Right. You know, and the show just yep. misses something from them. And like, yeah, like, I mean, Craig is just like. It's like this show, like he's almost a parody of the characters on the show. Like all the all the characters, like for the most part, all the characters on this show are to a degree over the top. Can we at least say that? Yeah. But like yes. he is a cartoonish version of that. Like he's like as if this show were a parody of itself. He's too much. He's just too far over the top. Yeah. But well, he he's doing he's any... doing his he's doing his Billy Eichner bit. I mean, he's that's his bit. Like he's he's basically doing what he does, right? Like that's Yeah, and I love him. It's like he was the only good part of the live action Lion King. Like like he's I like him in other stuff that I've seen him in yeah. and whatnot, but he just doesn't fit here. He yeah. just doesn't work here. Well, the reason for that I think is he doesn't have any likable or redeemable facets to his personality that we can relate to. Like everybody else has something that we can kind of glom onto and vibe with. Craig is just fucking loud and obnoxious. He sucks. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm I'm not I'm not a fan of them. And then I mean, like like I said, we, we've we've talked about we've talked about Jerry, but like in terms of worst characters to to worst things, like I think it goes too far when it starts. Like the whole like his name is really Gary Gergich the whole time. Like 
that I think was a subplot too far with the Jerry character. I like that he's the butt of every joke and I like how hapless and like how much of accident prone he is and all those things. The fart attack. I think you just one <laughs> step <attack>. too far. <laughs> That's one of my, th- we, d- we didn't talk about that episode either. I mean, there's so much more we can talk <laughs> know, about in favorites. Literally, we'd be here Is all night. Too much to one of my favorite. The doctor said Jerry had a fart attack. <laughs> <laughs> But one of my favorite things in the whole show is that episode where he falls into the creek at the park trying to get a burrito. And Andy Samberg is in that episode as the guy from the park that always is yelling. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it so much. And Andy Samberg is so perfect to that. One of them was pissed all over by raccoons. The other one got burned up. (laughs) Which one is this one? Oh, this is the piss one. Yes. Okay, so let's go back to running gags. Um, The raccoon infestations we kind of just touched on. Like, the raccoons run rampant in fucking Pawnee, and it's hilarious. Yep. Yep. I fucking love it. Fat people in Pawnee. Oh, yeah. The fucking Pawnee's horrific town history and all the murals. Like, all the fucking horrific things they did to the natives. Just oh, for the poor Wamapook people. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're just awful. Some of my favorite picking on Jerry stuff when he fucking steps on DJ Rumba and they have the ghost of DJ Rumba like following him around. So good. So good. I, lo- I love not only Ben's love of calzones, but everybody else's hate of them. Like how. <laughs> gave everybody fucking yes, food poisoning. food poisoning. <laughs> the Calzones betrayed me. That was, I had, I still have somewhere, I don't know where the apron is, but the ex, like, once upon a time for a birthday gift or whatever, had a shirt and an apron made that say, in the zone, with a picture of a Calzone on it. The shirt I got rid of because it was one of my fat shirts. I, it's like a giant, it was a tent on me. So I got rid of that, but I still have the apron somewhere. But the problem is, is the apron is too small. So it's like, it, I'm, I'm a giant man and it looks like a teeny tiny baby apron on me. But. I, I I love his I love 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 the Calzone thing. Yeah. I love it so much. The low cal Calzone <laughs> zone. Dude, how about that moment when they're fucking doing the whole fucking subplot where they're trying to dig up dirt on each other and they say something like Louis C.K. comes in and says basically like Jerry's like and has all these like citations for public urination. Like he's probably gonna go angry pee in the corner. But then it comes up Brendan, which is like if Jerry finds out he's adopted during that game. He's like, Oh, how about Jerry's adopted mother got arrested for fucking marijuana something or other? He's like, I didn't know I was adopted. Oh shit. That's so fucking dark. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so like I'm just I'm as we're sitting here talking about this, I'm just going through the cast list and stuff. Um and and if we're talking honorable mentions as favorite characters and favorite recurring characters, how about Crazy Ira and the douche? Yeah. <laughs> no, I I, so I, I I might be in the minority. I might be in the minority. I don't love the douche because I can't stand Nick Kroll, but it might just be yeah, a me thing. I don't no, know. I agree. <laughs> Did you know him and fucking love... uh, Amy Poehler dated? Yeah, well, I think they, didn't they get married or something? No, maybe that. I know. You know who I fucking hate? Because I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of Jason Manzukas. I'm not a fan of Dennis Feinstein. No, I, I, I get love that. the recurring gag of like his like his um, colognes that all are just yes. horrible. <laughs> or when fucking Ben dumps all of Tom's cologne and there, he's like, "He's gonna smell your dreams now, baby." <laughs> <laughs> fucking so good. Although 
I, I, I love Jason Manzukis in uh, The Good Place. Uh, I will say that. But uh... <laughs> I just feel like he's always screaming because he does the same yeah, thing. Like, yeah, he nine pops nine. up in Brooklyn Nine Nine too, and I'm not a big fan of him in Brooklyn yeah, Nine Nine either. Yeah. yeah. No. Because what is he? He's like, oh yeah, he's in, like, he's like deep undercover or whatever. Yeah. I love the rivalry with the library, and then yes. kind of goes with that is like Ron's bitch ex wives and his ability <laughs> yes, to sense Tammy. their presence when they're near. <laughs> That's one of my favorite. Th- even even like later on, like even just wait, like even into season seven, they're still bashing and hating on the yes. library. I love it so much. Yes. Fucking Andy treating Kyle like crap whenever he shows up to the shoe shine stand, and he's like, "What does he do? He like fucking he, oh, because Ron keeps cutting in line, and he's like, Kyle's like, you shouldn't let your friends cut in line.' And Andy keeps throwing his briefcase, and Kyle goes and picks it back up and comes and sits down again, and he throws it again." <laughs> I love that when Andy Andy finishes shining one of his shoes and then Andy gets distracted and Kyle's like, but I'm only you only did one of my shoes. So he pours Pepto Bismol <laughs> all over his shoe. Or when like April's like, you can buy these CDs. It's eighteen dollars each or both for four. He's like, that doesn't add up. He's like, yeah, it does. <laughs> he pays it. Oh man, I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. Fucking Leslie's the- awful dating experiences when like she and Anne are doing the practice first date before she goes yes. out with Louis C.K. And she's <laughs> listing all of these horrible things that could happen. She's like, why would any of those things ever happen? She's like, these have all happened. They've all happened to me. <laughs> oh. It's one of my favorite. And I mean, they were married at the time, too. But like when when she has the date with Will Arnett, Arnett where yeah. he's that creepy fucking x-ray technician and he takes her to the mri machine and gives her an mri well then he keeps having conversation oh, with her oh. and telling her not to move and not to talk but then asks her all these questions <laughs> she's like uh can i should i oh holy shit oh. he is so he's like yeah they were like i said they were married at the time but holy fuck he's perfect oh, in that he's, so he's great oh god i love will arnett so yes. much i do too he's so yes. great Fucking Leslie's crush on Joe Biden is even more funny now that he's president-elect to me. I fucking that shit cracks me up. Yeah, it's even better now. It's, it, it it has another layer onto it, even yeah. even more so now. But it's it's like the look on her face when she sees him, and like how she can't talk and everything, and she's like Ashley hosting this show. Basically, Hundy P, as Dan would say. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Tell Dan to get to work editing the next Netflix and Swill. Damn it. Yeah, that's tomorrow. That's his Monday. Can we? Oh my God! I just saw. I, I'm like I said. I'm looking through things on on like the cast list and stuff. Can we talk about Brandy Max and like every time like <laughs> talking about giving speeches about how, how similar, similar like how Leslie. her and Leslie yes. are like cut from the same cloth and like so similar. They have the same background. They both believe so strongly in all these things. And Leslie's like, no, 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 no. no. Or when Leslie fucking saves um, the fucking video store and it turns into a yeah, porn Oh my god! And then god. they make the fucking video, like the porn video of like Leslie saving the video dome. How have we not oh. even mentioned this far in Leslie Nope's absolute love of waffles? waffles. Yes. Yes. Oh my god! Son, give me yeah. or Ron too. Like, give me all the eggs and bacon. <laughs> No, I think I don't I think you've understood me. The strip club where it has like the free breakfast <laughs> <Yes>. buffet. <laughs> he's not at all like oh. looking at the strippers, and he's just like, oh, and he, like he, the way they cut it, it makes him seem like he sees like a hot chick on stage, but it's actually the breakfast buffet. 
You know, my favorite part of the worst character segment is, is we immediately swerved it back into favorite characters and favorite recurring gags. There, well, there's so little about this show that I dislike, you know? And so... Right. Yeah, because even when there's elements that aren't the best, and like, well, we mentioned like the whole Ron and Leslie relationship in season seven yeah. and all that, which I'm, I get what they were trying to go for. It just doesn't feel right yeah. in terms of like, and I think Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman do a good enough job with it. I just, from a writing standpoint and from like as much as you love and absolutely adore those characters, how different they are and how much they love and respect each other for them to have all of a sudden not stayed close. Yeah. It's so, it rings so false. Yeah. It just doesn't feel genuine. And, well, and, and then you like, kind of, go ahead. Well, I was just because you kind of want them to rush through the, the storyline because you know that, that it's going to resolve itself. You're like, okay, let's just, let's get this part over with. Yeah. And once they do resolve it, like the rest of yeah. season seven is much better. Yeah. Well, I didn't like the first three episodes when they're like not getting along. They just keep like alluding to Morningstar, but yes. not explaining what it is. And so it's just like fucking like, come on, get on with it already. Like, let's yeah. move past this. I didn't like the time skip. I really like Nick said when the merger happened with Eagleton, that's when shit really started to kind of drop off because you lost a lot of the characters that had been on the show for so long. There was a lot of shakeups like Andy was gone for a while. Fucking yeah. Anne and Tom left. You do get a little bit of Sam Elliott, which I do love that. Which was great, yes. Fucking great. Yeah. Ron Dunn. Is that your last yes. name or you, is that, you are done? He's like, yes, both. <laughs> and then he and how Ron, the- Ron first loves him and then says he's the worst person I've ever met. <laughs> he's wearing fucking Sam. And then when they're fucking walking back, like it's the episode where Leslie finds out she's pregnant and Ben is like drunk off the blueberry wine and him and Ron are walking home and they come across Ron Dunn like in the fucking woods they're talking about spirit animals <laughs> yes. like the owl fucking or the hawk lands on him like the whole fucking shit <laughs> Sam oh Elliott is fucking God. fantastic yeah okay so what don't you guys like about the show we kind of touched a little bit on some of mine yeah I think I think we hit on all mine too like there's Tom there's not and a lot Anne. well yeah, yeah. Tom and Anne, I didn't love. I there's not a lot, you know. The Brandanowitz stuff, the the merger was not great. Craig was not great. Other than yeah. that, I mean, the, I think they eventually kind of pulled off the time jump. I like where it ended up. I like that they gave everybody a happy ending, and then it was a little bit over the top with the with the going how far into the future they took everybody. Yeah. Um, Although I do love, I love that Jerry is basically like the mayor of Pawnee yes. for like. Like, I, and, and again, that's one of the reasons why I love Jerry so much is because he eventually like gets like, I mean, he's already got like, again, the best life yeah. of all time, but you know, they make him like literally the mayor of Pawnee yeah. for eternity. And Christy Brinkley never ages during that whole time. No. <laughs> yeah, which is amazing. Ah. <laughs> uh. I didn't need a fucking flash forward on Craig and Jam. Like and those typhoon, were a little yeah. too much. Like I keep it to the core. Let me know yeah. how that shit wraps up. That's fine. But like the rest of it was like, okay, you guys are just padding time now. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was, like I said, I love Jam, but I don't need to know where that character goes yeah. like outside of what he already is in the show. Like at, once Leslie's not on city council anymore, like he should have just vanished yeah. from the show. Like there's no need for him to be in it anymore, which I also, I've got, I'm not going to lie. Like, it fits into the whole theme of like how stupid and how dumb like all the people of Pawnee are the whole time about literally everything. But I'm not the biggest fan of the recall either. I'm yeah, really I not agree. the biggest fan of the whole no. re- like recall Leslie Nope thing. Like I'm, I'm really, really not. Like I, I get it, but like 
at the same time, it like it feels regressive to me. Like, and and then they immediately like you know she goes into like the federal jobs and all that stuff, which is really good for the character. And then you know we get to see in the flash forwards like you know she's definitely at least well no she is the governor I think when she gives the speech at the one university or whatever. And like we don't know like which one of if if it's her or Ben that's president, but one of them is I assume it's her. Um, but like you know That'd be like awesome. yeah. I think it's 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 reg- I don't think the recall really adds a whole lot to anything like it just feels like the show like in season six there's a lot of aspects of the show Craig shows up in season six there's a lot of different elements of the show that really kind of start to devolve into self parody and it loses a little bit and like you still love the core characters in this cast and, and I don't know like there's just some of those newer elements don't work but you know what some things do though they bring Lucy back for Tom yeah Aww. and Lucy was yeah. something that I loved for Tom. Yeah. He needed her. So that was like one of the things that I feel like the recall did, thing right? was like they wrote themselves into a corner and they wanted to get out of it. Right. And that was the only way that they could really figure out how to get her out. Because like they had exhausted all of the storylines with her being on council and they needed to do something else. Yeah. yeah. You can only ring so much of, of her like battling with, with Jam right. or whatever. But I mean, literally, like Leslie Nope is the kind of character where you can just kind of keep going and escalating her into future further things. Like, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is about the recall. There's just something about it that just, I, I don't know. And, may, and maybe it's because I love Leslie so much and because I would, we all in the world would be so much better off with a lot of Leslie Nope's like calling the shots for us. So it's like, I don't know. Like, it just feels like a, a little bit too far in that regard. Dude, I agree. Yeah. So like, what would you guys do differently about this show, if anything? Sean, you guys, thought no, about Sean, this. not you, Nick, Sean goes. <laughs> <laughs> I realize I didn't direct that question towards anybody and I changed that. No, that's, that's a tough one for me. I, I don't know. Um, I, I would probably, <laughs> as Nick still hides, I, I would probably I would, uh, do something <laughs> different with the recall, like like we just talked about, you know, whether that's her term ending or, you know, just her deciding to leave office or something like that. Um, I, I don't, I may have ended it after season six, you know, that's exactly I, I don't know. What I said. It, yeah, it just, uh, give it, giving it like one wrap up episode, like six seasons in a movie, you know, um, <laughs> to kind of, to kind of tie everything up. Uh, but other than that, I mean, uh, there, there's not a lot there's not a lot of tinkering to do i don't think with this show dude i agree ended after season six i feel like it's good enough to like wrap up everything like season six was already kind of ending it's kind of awesomeness because you'd lost so many characters i felt like that was a natural stopping place yeah well after after that time jump they did in the last episode and when we heard that season seven was coming, I was like, well, how are they going to make a whole season out of that? And then, you know, I mean, they, they kind of pulled it off, but it, it ended up being something that I don't know that they would have done had they known another season was coming. Yeah. Nick, what you got? Yeah. I, 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 my answer to this is this is the thing that they already did. This started as an office clone. This started as, you know, Leslie Nope was a female Michael Scott. Like it's it's really jarring to watch this show going from season one into the later seasons because almost every character is completely different. Yes going from season one to the to the other seasons and that's to its credit like the show already did the best thing that it possibly could have done in terms of this show 
they made it like it's very similar to the office in terms of the way it's structured, but they made it completely different. They went in a completely different direction. And that's when this show really blossomed. I can't possibly add more to it than they already did when like literally they went back after season one and Amy Poehler was like, okay, but what if Leslie isn't incompetent? And what if she's like this really inspiring, like great figure. And like, we do all this and that X, Y, Z with her. And like, we retool some of this other stuff. So all the writers and Greg Daniels and Michael Schur, they all went and they all basically just turned this show into from being an office clone, which I love the office a lot, but this show definitely needed to be not that. And that's where I think season one, it does have its good ish moments. It does have some good stuff, but this show, like nobody thinks about or remembers the Brandanowitz, the season one, like those kinds of things. When you think Parks and Rec, when you think of great things about Parks and Rec, everything is season two and definitely season three up through like halfway through season six. Hard agree. Yep. Okay, guys, is there anything you want to talk about before we decide who we're marrying, banging, and killing? Nick or Sean has your armpit smell. <laughs> I, was, I was clearing my throat into my arm. Oh. <laughs> Are you sure or unsure? I may have been doing both it's at the same time. I'll never tell. <laughs> Not an oaky afterbirth. Gross. I told you I have been I have been re-binging the office. Yes. <laughs> my okay. my, how the turntables <laughs> turn. <laughs> All right, Sean, who do you want to marry, bang, and kill? Oh, I forgot to write this one down. Go ah! do Nick first, then I'll come back to me. Okay, Nick, you go first. <laughs> oh, I've got the okay. The, number one, there's no character you marry that's not Leslie Nope. I don't care who you are, you marry Leslie fucking Nope. One hundred percent, she'd be the greatest fucking wife ever. Um, Bang. So here's I have two answers for Bang, and I did not know who to choose. <laughs> I want you guys to help okay. me choose. I have either. Because we ne- we didn't talk about her at all yet, but how- why is Shauna Malway Tweeb like such like <laughs> have so many fucking like relationship and romantic problems? She is the saddest yeah. fucking character maybe on the show. Yeah, so fucking sad. Yeah. So that dark. painted on smile that she always has. <laughs> <laughs> so either her, either her, or stay with me on this. I just want to know what a night with Mona Lisa Saperstein is like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to get shanked afterward or something. I don't know, but just think about it. It'd be crazy, but probably crazy good, right? You'd like talk about it forever? I don't know. You're definitely getting head up with it's like some paternity shit after that trust. Definitely. I loved I loved Jenny Slate and I love that character so fucking much. Oh. She was perfect I love that too. Character. She like Oh yeah. Like, like I think Sean mentioned before, the whole Saperstein family is so perfectly cast. Like it, yeah. they're amazing. I don't know how they possibly found like they went out and they had Ben Schwartz already as John Ralphio as the template. And then they went out and they found ten times more. <laughs> they wanted it so much more over the top and ridiculous. And then yeah, I love that relationship with her father. Money, please. <laughs> Money. <laughs> Oh she God. has. A, I'm. I'm an angel, and I've never done anything wrong in my whole life. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Henry Winkler. And then kill. Kill is easy. You kill Craig. Fuck Craig. I hate Craig so much. Kill him. Just okay. get rid of him. Okay. The show doesn't need him. He's dead weight. He's a waste. Beat it. I. I don't yeah, disagree guys, with that. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I. 
Shauna, I just feel bad for, but she's really hot too. <laughs> the Dude, honorable you mention. She would be one of those girls that says, "Do you promise you'll call me after right before you fucking penetrate?" And it's like you fucking regret it <laughs> oh, immediately gosh. before you even start. <laughs> All right. Joan Calamezzo would be pretty wild, too. I'm just you putting that out there. You know she would be. She'd be on some fucking <laughs> shit, though. She would not be well, 100% That's one of my favorite present. things. We didn't talk about that either with this show, but that, with the, with bleeping swearing, like, the fact that, like, on network television, like, they're, they're having swearing and just bleeping it out. Like, The Office does that, like, maybe a couple of times. Yeah. Like, but Parks and Rec does it all the yeah. fucking time, and it's oh, great. Yeah. I do love yeah. that. That's mine. That's what I got. All right, Sean, blow me out of the water. What you got? I mean, it's not going to be that much different. The first one, obviously, has got to be Leslie. Uh, then I'm going to go Ann Perkins. Uh, you know, she seems, seems pretty easy going about everything, you know, and we can we can just move on afterwards. And yeah. then kill, I, I'm probably going to kill Jam. <laughs> <laughs> tell, are you going to tell him he got jammed? <laughs> <laughs> tell him he got jammed as I'm stabbing him. He just got jammed. Okay, well, my shit does not match with y'all's at all. So I'm going to marry Ben because Ben is fucking an ideal male specimen in this show in terms of like being a good person and being, I can nerd out with Because you love calzones. I do love calzones ish. (laughs) I would eat a calzone. That's, I won't say I love them. I'll eat them. I'm going to bang Chris Traeger because you know that motherfucker's in shape and it's Rob Lowe. He's fucking gorgeous. Of course. And he's got stamina for days. Sex with Chris Traeger would probably last like four days. <laughs> Man, now I'm rethinking that. I don't know. I'm not down for four days. But he could do all the work, so that's fine. Whatevs. And then... And he would. He would. And then I'm going to kill somebody we haven't talked about, but I feel like once I say this person, you guys are going to immediately agree with me. I'm going to kill Marsha fucking Langman. That bitch is dead. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. She is the worst. She's the worst. I fucking can't. And her her husband, oh my God. The the husband is the best part. Like the absolutely most closeted man ever. When they're trying to shut down the sex ed for the senior citizens. Oh Oh my God. I fucking die. So good. And they're trying to like show them how to put a condom on with the banana. And then Andy realizes all these old people are having sex and he's so grossed out. <laughs> oh, it's so great! I literally just rewatched this entire series, and like it can't. It comes on Comedy Central a lot, and I will like if it's on, I will watch it, regardless of the fact that I just watched that episode like two weeks ago. I don't care; it's so good. Oh yeah, yeah. This show is amazing. Okay, guys. So, Sean, tell the people where they can find your podcast. Have you changed the name and stuff yet? No, I'm taking forever to do it. <laughs> Live your but life. Who cares? It's corn. It's fucking twenty twenty. I even wrote about it in the show notes. I when I when I just I just plugged him in one of my most recent episodes, and I even wrote it in the show notes. The soon to be ink and ash. I've heard it. I've heard it mentioned on other shows that I've done. Like like you know like Moxie over on your brand on facts. She'll say Sean from Stories of Your Own soon to be known as Ink and Ash. And I'm like you know I've been saying that for like what two three months now. <laughs> I still have not I'm done it, it yet. I think what we need to do, what we all need to just start doing collectively as a podcasting community, is just referring to you as 
as Sean Ennis from Ink and Ash. And then maybe we'll prompt you if we just, if nobody mentions stories of your and yours again, maybe you'll have to finally change it. Yeah, no, it's coming. I, I'm actually, I'm working on the website right now. But anyway, the show right now is called Stories of Your and Yours. And I read stories, I narrate stories, I add sound effects, I add music. We do some fun stuff over there. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can find me at SYY podcast on all the socials and whatnot. And I'm going to be changing the name because your and yours is not a great name for a podcast in which the medium in which we are communicating is audio. So it's hard to uh, tell you where to find my stuff. Um, or it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to find if you don't look <laughs> on the social medias. So anyway, um, uh, it's, it's soon to be known as ink and ash. And uh, I'll be doing that at some point. I'm working on the website now. I am very bad at working on a website, I found out. Uh, so it's taking me a long time. But once that's done, it's probably going to be after this season, which is going to wrap in January. And then uh, by the time the next season comes out, I'll have it all squared away. But again, stories of your and yours. You can find it uh, wherever you get your podcast. Listen to that voice, by the way. Like, I could listen to you read stories for the rest of my life. It is the most, it lowers my blood pressure without the aid of medication. It's amazing. That's what we're trying to do here, you know? That's all That's all we're trying to do. The velvet drizzle. And one of my favorite things that you have ever done is last year during live stream for the cure <laughs> when he turned the lights down like you read edgar Allan poe like he messed up, he had his hair all messed up and wild turned the lights down in his recording studio like really went all out for 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 the production of it it was it, 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 he's podcasting royalty ladies and gentlemen subscribe to his show it's amazing oh, thank well, you nick, nick. You have a new podcast since you've been on my show last, so tell the motherfuckers what's up with that. So I love food, and I want to put something good and positive out into the world. So Nikolai's Kitchen is the name of my show, and it's all about my journey of cooking. I'm trying to make literally as much as I possibly can from scratch, and sometimes succeeding, sometimes failing, and... I try to give a, a big dose of, of positivity along the way. One of the biggest changes that I've tried to make in my life since my marriage fell apart is really trying to really capture and be as positive as I possibly can be and, and put as much of that out into the world as I possibly can. So uh, it's just, yeah, it's food and it's positive vibes. So if you love food and, and positivity, please, please check it out. So Nick, you would be super proud of Dan. Like I told you earlier, I was having a snake juice type hangover today. So he made me chicken noodle soup from scratch with his chicken broth like stock that he had made. Like, yeah, it was a whole thing. It was awesome. Can we get a shout out from Dan of Netflix? No, fuck one? him. He's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> he is the worst. He's also sitting about 10 feet away from me right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, guys, this has been fucking great. This is 10 times better than my original Parks and Rec episode ever could have been. I fucking cherish you guys and love everything that you bring to the podcasting community and also, like, to the world in general. So thank you for being a friend. Oh, thank you. All right, bitches, that's <laughs> there it. There it is. The end. I was just listening yeah. to Dan Say record goodbye, in the everybody. background. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.